Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog mostly daily as Noni, which is short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share the completely honest and never-ending story of my personal deslobification process. Um, As I find things that work in my home, then I share those things. I share reality-based cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Um, So welcome. This is podcast number 24. I am going to talk today about spring cleaning, but spring cleaning for the cleaning impaired. And, um, you know, that's basically me. So uh, I'm going to base all this just on my experience and what I've learned and how I've kind of had to adjust my thinking uh, from the way I used to think of spring cleaning to where I am now and how it is that I got to the point where I actually can spring clean. Because for me, uh, there were years of my life where spring cleaning, just the thought of it depressed me because it was just a hopeless thing. I mean, there was no point to me in trying to spring clean when my house was so out of control. So my own experience, basically I struggle in so many things in life with an all or nothing mentality. And this does not generally serve me well, especially in the area of cleaning. So like, for example, the other day I saw a, an old friend that I, I, you know, haven't talked to in years and years, but I saw on Facebook, she had posted, um, all the, that she was doing spring cleaning and all the things that she had done that day. And it was a really impressive list. And then she had a huge list of the things she was going to do the next day because that was spring cleaning time and she was getting it done. And it, it, the things that she listed were exactly the things that, in my mind, spring cleaning should be, you know, I don't remember exactly, but it was, um, you know, getting curtains cleaned and, and beating rugs and, you know, moving furniture and sweeping behind it, which there are people in the world who do that every single time they vacuum. (laughs) I don't, but anyway, um, that was, you know, all the things that she listed that those were the things, I mean, that was it. That was in my mind, what spring cleaning is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a complete whole house overhaul of, you know, everything that hasn't been done throughout the year, you know, washing windows inside and out, cleaning out the gutters. I mean, we're talking everything, not that she had all that, but that in my mind was this big thing that spring cleaning was. And that appeals to me because I love the project mentality. I want a clean house and I like a clean house. Contrary to those people who think that, oh, people just want to live that way when they don't have a clean house. But I love a clean house. That was my idea. And I always assumed I would do those big, huge spring cleaning days. Well, then my reality after, you know, I had the house, uh, that I had always assumed was, would be clean. And it wasn't, uh, my reality was that spring cleaning time would come, which it really is a time. I think it's the bright sunshine shining through the windows and that makes you see things, you know, the windows are all of a sudden open and I don't know. There's just something about spring that really does kind of ignite a spring cleaning fire in a lot of people. Um, so spring cleaning time would come and I would get those urges and I would think, oh, I really wish I could do such and such. But instead I would end up depressed because I would think, what is the point of washing my windows when there's a huge pile of clutter you know, that's blocking them. So, you know, whatever that's in the corner next to the window. So what's the point of washing the window? I need to deal with that first. And, you know, it was just, it was way too overwhelming because the thought of taking a rug outside to beat it with a broom meant first of all, that I had to get all the clutter off the floor. 
And then where am I going to put that clutter? And what am I going to do with that? And so this was before I had developed my decluttering strategies that now allow me to get through huge amounts of clutter as quickly as possible. Uh, but it was very difficult to imagine being able to really deep clean when the surfaces were so incredibly messy all the time and the surfaces were a constant struggle. So cleaning a room wasn't just cleaning a room. It was decluttering at first and then cleaning it. And when you have in your mind that spring cleaning is supposed to be every single nook and cranny of your entire house and nooks and crannies include, um, you know, the storage closet. I mean, that, that's just kind of my mentality was that it was this huge, it has to be all or nothing. And I generally would choose nothing because it was too overwhelming to think of doing it all. Um, basically the project mentality is the main thing I have to fight against in this deslopification process because projects, even though me having a great, um, project mentality that is part of who I am and I'm good at projects, um, that serves me really well when it's an actual project. But when I start looking at something that's not a project as a project, then that's when I just give up before I start because I think, what is the point? And housekeeping is not a project. It's just not. It's an ongoing day-by-day thing that um, does not have a beginning, a middle, and an end, the way I like for things to have. It does not have a, mo- a moment in it where applause is deserved, the way spring cleaning should in my mind. Um but it's, you know, it's just an ongoing thing. And that, that is the big struggle for me is accepting that I have to develop routines to help me get through those ongoing things and not looking at stuff as a project. Um, so I'm going to give you some perspective from me personally on where I've come, um, how I handle spring cleaning now, uh, the, uh, just things that I've learned from my failed attempts and all that. Um, first of all, Getting that urge to clean and washing all the windows is okay. Um, there, there really is some extra energy that comes with springtime with the weather warming up a little bit, but it's not hot here in Texas. It gets so hot in the summer. So we kind of have to just, you know, jump on these months right here uh, where it's not cold and not hot and you can actually be doing things. So, you know, big projects like that, it's okay. You know, if you get the urge to see... Um, if you get the urge to, you know, tackle some big project, go for it. And your house is going to be that much better for it instead of stopping. But, um, overall advice is to start for me personally, if I will just say, okay, I'm in the mood to do a huge spring cleaning purge top to bottom. Everything's going to be perfect. And yet I know that's never going to happen. So I'm never even going to start. I'll tell myself, okay, I just need to do a surface cleaning. What other people would probably call cleaning house that's what I need to do. You know, not something where I move every piece piece of furniture, but something where I go through the house and I just do a general cleaning. And for me, that helps me because as I do that, first of all, if I get stuck in the middle of something, my house is better off. You know, if I get distracted and I don't end up finishing, my house is still better off because I've done something, anything. I also, as I do that, I start to see the things that, wow, okay, I was thinking that I had to do a huge scrubbing purge of the kitchen where, you know what, all I did was clean off the counters and, you know, put the things away somehow, the spices that I take out of the cabinet, and then they end up pushed against the back of the counter instead of getting put away. And now I've done that and I've scrubbed down the counters and 
wow, the kitchen actually looks pretty good. All right, well, I'm, I'm good with that. Now I don't have that urge anymore to actually, you know, pull every single pot and pan out of there and soap down the entire insides of the cabinets. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, once I've done that surface clean first, it sometimes will satisfy that itch and my house is way better off instead of me just saying, okay, well, I've got, the first thing I have to do is pull every pot and pan out and scrub back inside the cabinets. Well, then a lot of times I pull the cabinets, pull the pans out and then it just, makes a huger mess than when I started. So it goes along with that visibility rule that I try to follow in my decluttering efforts is, you know, do the surface clean first, and then that will help me see, you know what, this area over here really does need a deep cleaning, where this area over here, I can probably put that off and it helps me prioritize. I have a post uh, and I also have a podcast that I've done too, on how to clean a very messy house. Well, that is a great one. You know, that's a great, uh, steps or methods or whatever to follow in just a general, if you want to spring clean, but it's totally overwhelming your house as a whole, that's a great post to follow, um, to help you, uh, you know, just stay focused because staying focused is generally the key for me. Um, another thing that I advise personally is to not, is to determine to not spend any money until you've done that first whole house clean. Because for me, the thought is, or the thought when I would look at it as a project and I would say, okay, this is it. This is the time of year when I'm going to get my house totally clean. I would see it as a project and I would think, well, I have to be prepared obviously. And so I would go out and buy stuff. Okay. Well then I have to have, um, all the best cleaning products and I need organizing products. And oh my goodness, I've never seen this before. I want one of those, you know, when I would go to the store. So I would go out and spend a bunch of money and that would take up time and energy and money. I would come home, not actually end up putting those things away. And then that two hours that I spent making a list of things that I should probably get and then going and then spending money, that two hours could have been spent doing a surface clean in my house. And I might've found out that, oh, I actually don't need any more pine saw or whatever it is that I use to mop my floors. I don't need any more of that because I had a big jar that now that I actually looked for it, uh, then, you know, I found out I don't need any more. So, you know, saving money by just not buying anything at first, go ahead and do the surface clean. And then later, uh, after I've done the surface clean, I think, okay, well now I know that this spot here and this spot here needs something. So it's worth it to me to go purchase whatever, but I've already been using my cleaning products. So I know realistically what I have and what I don't have. Um, if you do deep clean for me personally, when I deep clean, I have to make myself stick with one room at a time. Um, my playroom this past Saturday, uh, my husband was working out in the backyard and I had that spring cleaning itch. I was like, Oh my goodness, I've got to do something. I've got to clean something. And you know, I've mentioned it many times. My master bedroom right now is back to being a horrible disaster. And so there's part of me that really wanted to go work on that. And then I thought, you know what, what's visible that desperately needs to be cleaned? Well, our playroom is a sunroom and it has a glass door, like a window paned door that leads out into it. And you can, you know, that's straight from the living room. So you can see the playroom. If you come into our house and spend any time, you look out into the playroom. Well, we host these home groups on Sunday nights and all is well and good until the time change happened. So before, you know, we'd meet at six o'clock and it was dark. And so you couldn't see out into there. But once the time changed a few weeks ago, 
then um, it's light at six o'clock. So people come in and every time they would come in, I would work on the whole entire house. You know, I get the house, all the, the areas that I thought, well, these are the areas people are going to be in. So I'm going to get these clean. So I would work on those and then people would show up and I would think, oh my goodness, I totally forgot about the playroom again, you know, and it had, it, it tends to stay open for some reason, you know, the kids run in and out and the doors gets kind of stuck open. And so there end up being leaves and, you know, honestly, there was still some, some dog hair from our dog who passed away recently. And, um, you know, there's just, it was just a mess and it was dusty. And my daughter is in this kick right now of having a restaurant that serves all, leaf recipes so she will spend forever picking leaves and cutting leaves and cooking leaves not really it's in her play kitchen but you know that's her obsession right now is this leaf based restaurant which means that there were a whole lot of leaves and a whole lot of messiness in there and so I thought okay this is the area that's visible well the beauty of it was that I went out there it was not fun to clean up I wore my dust mask because I get Otherwise, I'm going to end up really sick after I do that and not be able to do anything else. But I went out there to clean in that room and I realized, oh, okay, I am finally reaping the benefits of having decluttered because that room is basically down to its bare bones. There was a time in our home and it's really, I mean, it's one of those times that just makes me cringe. You know, when we moved into this house, my idea was that that was this awesome playroom and I had, I set up a little reading corner. I put their costume box out there. I, you know, I mean, I really set it up like this was going to solve all of our clutter problems to have a playroom. Well, it ended up being a huge, embarrassing disaster. I, I mean, I think my mother actually one time went out there with the kids and fell because she tripped because it honestly was at least ankle deep, if not knee deep in toys and um, clothes. I mean, it really was embarrassing. And like I said, this is an area that if you're inside our house, you can see out there. So it truly was a huge embarrassment to me. And it was frustrating. So over time, granted, my kids are getting older, you know, so that has helped a lot in those little bitty toy pieces kind of stuff. But I have just purged and purged and purged and purged that room to where now it has their air hockey table and it has my daughter's play kitchen with a couple things there. It has a baby bed, a little table for out there. And that's it. I mean, that's it. There's no just random junk out there. It's all just purged down. And when they go out there, they play so much better now than when it was just this huge mass of toys. Like in my mind, a playroom had to be stocked with toys. Well, they play a lot better when there's just open space out there. But because I have purged it down and purged it down and gotten rid of so much stuff and identified its purpose and said, these are the things that we're going to have in here. And these are the things people really play with. By doing that, when I decided it was time to clean it, all I had to do was clean. That was it. And I got to see the huge benefits of having decluttered so much. So I just went through it. Now it's not perfect by any means. I mean, my goodness, if you've seen it, it's, it's, ugh. but, um, what I mean is there's a leak in it, but it's not actually part of our house house. Anyway, it falls onto the concrete floor. And so it gets, you know, anyway, um, so it's frustrating. It's never going to be perfect, but I was able to clean it. You know, I was able to clean the floor and, 
um, vacuum the rug that's in the middle that I'm probably going to get rid of soon. And you know, what did my husband say? He was like, wow, it looks so much better. And it smells so much better out here too. And I went, well, that's a little scary. Um, but, uh, just cleaning it up and doing those things, even though I look out there and I think, you know, this room really has so many problems, so many issues, but it allows me to, um, not having the clutter meant that I could just clean it. I knocked down all the cobwebs up in the, the ceiling because it's kind of an outdoorish room. Those are really bad in there. You know, I, I knocked down that kind of stuff. I scrubbed down, you know, the, the windows and the doors. Now I will say one of those wonderful things about windows is that yes, I had kind of registered that there were a bunch of fingerprints on the uh, glass door that goes into the living room. I had registered that, that, you know, that's really smudgy looking and everything. But once I really cleaned it, like got it looking perfect, and then within an hour, there were handprints on what was shiny an hour before, um, suddenly those handprints make me want to lose my mind. And that is part of the downside of spring cleaning is it doesn't last. It's never going to be perfect. You know, now I do notice those things, not that I've gone back and cleaned them again, but, um, but they do, you know, I end up noticing things more when I have more of a, I guess a clean palette for me to, um, notice the smudges and things like that. Um, now I, um, I'm going to talk about habits for a minute, just because when you get that urge to spring clean, changing that into, okay, how can I change my home? If you truly are overwhelmed the way that I was to look at that cleaning energy and cleaning focus as a time to get focused on habits, I'm going to talk about habits really quick. There was a class that I went to, is it a mom's group? I speak at mom's groups now, but, uh, you know, back when I used to go to them, I remember that was always one of the things, and I was always a leader. It was one of the things people wanted to talk about was, you know, organization and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. People wanted speakers on that. So we had a lady one time and she was really very good. I did learn some things from her, but I also remember being completely bewildered by a lot of the things that she said because they didn't make sense to me. The whole, um, one in one out rule that, you know, I've talked about that a lot on my blog and in podcasts. Um, I did not understand that role when she talked about it. I specifically remember her saying that and people going, ah, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And me just nodding and kind of laughing, but having no clue what she was talking about. It took me a long time to grasp that concept. Um, but one of the things that she said that stuck with me, even though it wasn't really something I could apply at the time, or that I really grasped was that many maintenance or is that a home can survive for a very long time on many maintenance, many M I N I. Okay. And the way I look at that at is a home can improve greatly just by implementing basic habits. That's kind of my version of that because I get it now. If your house is clean and you will keep up with many maintenance, such as, you know, the weekly cleaning tasks and the daily habits of keeping the dishes done and keeping the kitchen floor swept and doing a pickup and keeping the clutter out of the bathrooms. If you'll just do that, your house can go a really long time, you know, if you were starting with a clean slate. But for me, when I was starting from absolute total being overwhelmed and clueless and clutter and, and all those kinds of things. What I learned through my own deslobification process of, I don't know where to start. I'm just going to start with the dishes 
is that a huge improvement can be made in a home just from implementing habits. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to go on and on about it. Um, And I will advertise my ebook, 28 Days to Hope for Your Home. But the idea behind that is all based on what I did, which is that I just started with the habits first because that is the tendency. I always thought, well, I need to get my house perfectly clean, like in spring cleaning, and then maintain it. And that never worked. It simply does not work. Well, that to me is the idea that I would always get at spring cleaning. I would try it a year or two, fail, and then I wouldn't even have the energy to try it again, which was, okay, spring cleaning, yes, I need to get my house clean from top to bottom. That's not even possible because there's clutter everywhere, so I have to declutter before I can clean. Well, then, uh, you know, so the maintenance never even got a chance to happen. But sticking with those habits will... When I started doing that without worrying about getting it clean from top to bottom, when I started working on those habits, that was when I started seeing huge improvement in my home that just boggled my mind. I had no idea. I thought I had to, you know, clean my baseboards. But in reality, I needed to do my dishes, if that makes any sense. I wanted to do the big shebang stuff. And in reality, it's the little itty bitty stuff that makes a huge difference. So if you're in the mood to spring clean, go ahead and spend those hours that are necessary to get your kitchen perfect. And then when you're exhausted at the end of that day, say, okay, well, then I'm going to just do the dishes tonight after supper. And then I'm going to just do the dishes tomorrow and then just do the dishes the next day. And amazingly, that frees up a bunch of time because you don't have to start in the kitchen the next time you get a burst of cleaning energy because your kitchen is basically already clean. And then when you get that other burst of cleaning energy, perhaps the next Saturday, then you can go tackle something else because your kitchen's already clean and it's actually stayed that way. Okay. So those habits are everything. I know I talk about habits all the time, but for real, they are life changing. Um, Okay, I'm going to share a couple of small spring cleaning tasks that I have personally done. This is kind of how I'm looking at spring cleaning this year. I am writing an ebook right now. Uh, and so it's kind of consuming me. And I'm also directing two different plays, one for Easter and one for my kids' school. Um, so I have a lot going on right now. And other than a Saturday morning spent cleaning the playroom and hopefully some more time on another Saturday working in the master bedroom, please. Um, I really, you know, I, I haven't had a lot of time, just huge amounts of time to devote to anything. Um, and yet the spring cleaning does, the bug does bite me, you know, this time of year, I get that itch just like everybody else does. Um, thankfully my habits have made it to where the house as a whole is, is pretty decent. Um, other than the master bedroom, of course, but, Uh, So I'm looking for what can I do really quick with almost no effort that scratches that spring cleaning itch. For me, I happen to notice, and I guess it was the light being different, but um, my curtains in my dining room, I know I have never washed them. We've lived in this house eight years, I guess. This summer, it'll be eight years. And I'm pretty sure I had never washed those curtains before. And all of a sudden I look up there and there is disgusting dust, like cobwebby dust all down the side of one of the little swag hangy things. Okay. I'm not a decorating blog as I'm sure you can tell, but 
you know, there's all this dust and all of a sudden I'm totally grossed out, but I'd never even seen it before. And so I thought, okay, I have laundry generally under control. There's a podcast about that as well, but I have laundry generally under control and I do it on Mondays. And so my washing machine is pretty much free the rest of the time. So I took those curtains and I ran, one's part of it's blue and part of it's white. So I took the blue one, I ran a load, um, in the uh, washing machine and just washed it. Now though they were washable. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was going to risk it because I felt like they should be washable. But anyway, I did go ahead and check the tag and they really were washable. So I ran them through and they're supposed to be crinkly, wrinkly anyway. And so I just hung them right back up to dry. I didn't like go through this big, you know, I, you know, hanging them out to dry or anything. I just hung them back in their spot and they dried. Um, then I ran uh, the other white part through the washing machine as well. Now those I had noticed were dirty, but I'd kept pretending that I wasn't seeing it. Um, I'd seen the chocolate handprint and I had seen, we had this like hideous moth for real. It was the scariest, big, beautiful actually, but really humongous moth. And it would land on stuff and it would leave this, I mean, mark. It was disgusting and it liked those curtains. And so there were a couple of marks on there that I had known were there that I had pretended People couldn't see, even though I'm sure they could. Um, but, you know, just that simple task, I feel better because <sighs> I know my curtains are clean. Now, my family did not notice, even after I strongly encouraged them to notice. They didn't notice, okay? But I knew that those things were clean. And in my mind, that is that big idea of spring cleaning is all the stuff you don't notice. But, oh, wow, now I know it's clean. Well, I was able to do that, and it took me no time at all. And basically no effort, just climbing up on a chair, pulling those curtains down and running them through the washer. Make sure that yours are machine washable, whatever, before you do that. But, um, those little things, instead of looking at it as, well, I don't have time to do my whole entire house and every single set of curtains that we own and, um, you know, dust the ceilings and blah, you know, I'm just going to run those curtains through the wash and wow, my house is better off and my dining room that people see on a very regular basis looks and feels better because of that. Another thing that I did because I have my dishwashing routine under control is, um, my, uh, the sun starts hitting it and I see that the glassware up in my, uh, I have this little display area above my kitchen sink that is so difficult to get to. Like you can't reach it without climbing up on a chair and actually climbing onto the counter. Um, but I have this blue glassware that's up there. It's not anything crazy expensive, but it's pretty. I like it, especially when the sun's hit, sun hits it while well, the sun was hitting it. At a wonderful angle where I could see the thick dust on it. And it, you know how dust in the kitchen is worse than dust anywhere else, right? Because it's also combined with like, you know, moisture and cooking oil and all that kind of stuff. Not that I fry things, but, um, but you know, it's, it's just, it's, you can't just kind of feather dust it or something with a long handled duster. You have to really get that off. Well, I just ran it through the dishwasher. I ran one extra load that included, um, all those dishes, all those, you know, it's like blue glass vases and blue glass candlesticks and uh, a little blue glass um, uh, chicken little container thing, you know, but it's just a bunch of different glass items. I just ran one extra load because I had the routine down um, where I didn't, you know, before I would have had so many dishes, dirty dishes piled in the sink and on the counter that I would have felt like I can't justify running a load for those things. But now I can justify that because I have those um, habits, you know, 
figured out and under control and consistent. So, uh, you know, that was an easy, quick thing. And those things, even though they didn't really turn out the greatest, if I would have hand washed them, they would have looked a lot better, uh, a lot shinier or whatever. They're kind of a little bit dull, but I just kind of wiped them down with a, a dry cloth after I was done. You obviously wouldn't want to do that with anything that's hand painted or not safe for the dishwasher, that kind of stuff. But the truth was, even though there's one item over there that I couldn't run through the dishwasher and so it's still dusty, as a whole, that space looks so much better because the, when the sun hits it, it's shiny and things look clean and they don't look dirty and dusty. And um, that really took me no effort at all. It was just a matter of one, running one extra load of dishes. Um, another thing that I'm planning on doing is going through the house and I've done this a little by little. Um, as I kind of think of it, but I do want to be a purposeful, I want, do want to take one purposeful run through the house and that's knocking down cobwebs, you know, just doing that because I don't know what it is about my brain, but I tend to be like, well, what's the point of knocking down cobwebs when I can't move the furniture and, you know, clean out under the couch, which really has no relationship to each other because the cobwebs are out there for anybody to see a anyway, whatever. But that's how my brain works. If I can't do this, then I might as well not do anything. Well, Knocking down cobwebs makes me feel better to know that they're gone. You know, maybe I haven't even seen them or noticed them, but when I start going through the house, I usually find a couple in little top corners and maybe this is only where I live. I don't know, but you know, finding those and, and just taking the time to say, I'm, I've got five minutes. I'm going to spend five minutes walking around my house with, you can, you know, all the time there's things that are, um, you know, special products for doing that. Or you can just take your broom or if you're worried about, you know, damaging something with the broom. Um, I saw this on homedepot.com. I think one of the other girls, uh, ladies, women, sorry, who um, wrote the spring cleaning tips posts. Uh, she had, I thought this was a great idea. She put a microfiber cloth over the top of her um, broom and then used a rubber band to hold it on there and then use that to, you know, gently dust her uh, top of her room and the get cobwebs down and things like that. So there's all kinds of things that you can do that it's worth it. If you have five minutes, don't be afraid to do a five minute spring cleaning task task as far as one of those things that for me, I don't think about through the rest of the year. And all of a sudden I think about them with spring cleaning, but instead of making it one more thing on a list, just go ahead and do that. That's what's been helping me uh, is to do that. Another thing too, is it's okay to use this time for decluttering. Um, <sighs> If, if the, I, if you know, if you're like me and you know that there's no possible way that you could possibly, um, do the deep cleaning because of all the clutter, well then use this energy to declutter. This is a great time of year to have a garage sale. Um, I have philosophies on that. I know I've talked about it in lots of different ways on the blog. Um, I personally haven't done a garage sale in several years. I've really kind of embraced the joy of donating, but I have nothing against garage sales because I think they're a great motivation, especially when the weather's pretty or it's about to get pretty. It's a great motivation to say, you know what, this is the time to have a garage sale. I'm going to go through my house and declutter. I have a, um, a series that I wrote a few years ago on how to have a great garage sale, uh, that gives you tips and things. And I call it from the girl who knows too much, because I personally went to way too many garage sales. I mean, that was part of how I got into this slob mess that I ended up in. Um, but I know a lot about what works and what doesn't work in garage sales. So this will give you a lot of great tips on that. Uh, but as you do that, um, you know, using this time of year 
at, to do the decluttering. And I'm going to advertise my other book, Drowning in Clutter. Uh, and that I will link to in the show notes for this. This is podcast number 24. And uh, that ebook will give you strategies to use. You know, it is not, um, it's not a get your house completely decluttered once and for all from top to bottom. Cause my reality that I really didn't understand before I started this whole process, what is that I have a cluttering personality. Like I think I just attract clutter. It happens more rapidly and easily for me than it does for other people. So it's a constant state that I have to live in, but of decluttering, but, uh, I give lots of strategies that are reality based that I have personally developed from working my way through huge amounts of clutter. So, uh, I'm going to end it there and, uh, you can go to, uh, a slop comes slash podcasts with an S and find the show notes for this. This is podcast number 24. If you happen to get there and I haven't linked directly to podcast 24, never fear. It does exist because you can't hear this if it doesn't exist. And, um, you can go to, at the bottom of that post, at the bottom of a slob comes clean.com slash podcasts, you can look at the bottom. It says, see all my podcasts here. And you'll be able to find podcast 24 really quickly when you click on that. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. If you are able I would love it if you would leave a review in iTunes that helps more people find this podcast. Uh, And you can also go to eslobcomesclean.com slash connect because um, that is where you will find my uh, social media channels uh, where I am all over the internet. And we now have 62,000, no, 63,000, I think, Facebook fans, which I'm kind of bragging when I say that, but I'm also saying it just to, um, to let you know that if you struggle, if you're cleaning impaired, um, you're not alone. There's a lot of people who feel overwhelmed with the idea of, you know, getting their house under control. And I personally do not have a perfect house. I'm never going to have a perfect house, but my house is livable, way more livable compared to what it was before I started this. And, um, I hope that you will uh, just join in on the fun there because there's lots of great ways to encourage each other. Thank you again, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.